keep this one quickie-ish, maybe. I don't know. It's it's 11 p.m. It's not a school night, but we're both, well, you're not over 40, but I am, damn it. I'm not over 40, but mentally I'm over 80, but I'm also <laughs> an insomniac. So let's just see how this all washes out. Yeah, it's basically like playing Plinko. Like, where, where the fuck is Molly's energy level going to land? Look, if I don't have a seizure during the recording, I'll consider that a win. Uh, see, I will consider it a win if there's a seizure and you piss your pants during the seizure. But if you have a seizure and there's no urine in your pants, <laughs> a loss. Not, right. Not yeah. comedic, just sad. And if I shit in my pants, it means you beat the spread. So, yeah. like, oh. you know, everyone's got something invested in this game. Oh, if you shit your pants and have a seizure this episode. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> More downloads than Rogan on this one. <laughs> Uh, everyone is Papa's basement. I uh, see we're we're doing it a bit more often again, especially since I've just conceded and we're we're not going to do video content at least for a minute. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how inspired you can become when you finally give up on being better. Yeah, exactly. Once you accept that nothing will ever change in your life, and this is all it's ever going to be. <laughs> Uh, and and you're going to be celebrated by, I was reminded last episode, I, I shouted out a few listeners by name and, uh, maybe three others that I didn't shout out were upset. Uh, Tom Puppet, my dear man, I am so sorry. Uh, he sent an Instagram message last month <laughs> that I still haven't replied to because it was like, you forgot me. And I was like, I am a piece of shit. And, uh, an old improv buddy, Mike Taylor reached out so i uh, just wanted mm. to say hi to both of them both your shafted friends you know the great yeah. thing about dms on instagram is they can't send you anything full of anthrax it's just it's just all emotional bile <laughs> yeah oh god i mean it's so funny you mentioned that because i feel the anthrax thing was that going on in new york as well or was that like a dc only phenomenon in the wake of <laughs> 9-11. Well, I'm very fortunate to have uh, a, um, oh God, what's the word? A ubiquitously paranoid mother. So like... Which word you were know, you searching for? Where, I, it was just like, what's paranoid. the word for like everywhere all at once? Okay. Um. So like... Your mom's Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> Everything everywhere all at once is a threat and... <laughs> Wherever Anthrax was, she had the Cipro. Even though I can't imagine anyone post 9-11 being like, you know who I fucking hate? That lady who directed Clueless. Clueless. This is all her fault. You know, Bin Laden was watching Clueless and suddenly thought, hey, fuck capitalism. I have always, because it's funny you mention that, I feel that like DC specifically had these weird unique things in the wake of 9-11 like first of all I, people 9-11 they're like yeah the trade center it's like motherfucker another plane went into the goddamn pentagon you know what i mean like, right. we, we had people die here but like no one gives a shit about that because it's not as big a media market i guess it wasn't That's as funny. many people killed yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just like that's funny. Like it's funny that the Pentagon <laughs> got it. No, but it's <laughs> like it's it's ironic because you know for years after that they're sell they're selling all these commemorative coins that have the 3D thing of the towers on fire. You know the 3D coin 
really just grotesque you know commercializing bullshit but you never saw like a mm. pentagon shaped coin or no, anything commemorating we, that they didn't just got a waffle iron <laughs> people are like are, there, are we even sure they hit the pentagon who knows I, you know what's really funny because that was the whole uh truther thing you know yes. like oh they just like launched a missile into it and right it's so funny how lazy those people are i mean like i don't think anyone has ever like yeah, they're so close to proving it for me. Just just a little bit more. Uh, but one of my first co-hosts on the show ever, a woman by the name of Kate, was like literally commuting to work that day and was like, I was on the uh, on 395, like as it happened. And right. I had, which is this highway that runs right next to the Pentagon. She was like, yeah, one second there was a plane and one second there wasn't. Like, that, yeah. shit was, that shit was very real. It's just so funny. They got a giant missile and painted it. Like <laughs> they put big wings on it. Little cardboard cutouts by the windows. They got 180 mice and put little wings and glasses <laughs> on all of them. Oh, yeah, and it's so funny because it has nothing to do with intelligence and you get into conspiracy theory shit sometimes because my uh, my stepmother, who I haven't spoken to in, in years because she's kind of crazy, not like mm-hmm. psychotic crazy like the first stepmother, but like bitchy, judgmental crazy. And, I wonder uh, what the she... third stepmother's going <laughs> to be. <laughs> oh, wait. No, yeah, that third stepmother. Well, my dad will be dead by then, so <laughs> she'll be a necrophiliac. <laughs> but she like went to oxford and she was like one of these 9-11 truthers and she's trying to convince you know my boyfriend at the time that like oh you know this wouldn't happen and that wouldn't happen he's trying to explain the physics to her and she's having none of it jason even used to watch these like stupid videos where someone was arguing that the thing that hit the building was like a hologram because you see it go in but you don't see it come out it's oh like, my god sure this fuzzy youtube video that's extremely questionable is surely gonna shed some light on this yeah, thing. Yeah. if you if you wanted to play the card of like it's astroturfing it's cia they trained bin laden we've had our hands in foreign politics for years it's like sure i'll grant you all of that but then once you jump onto the crazy train of like you know Oh, this look, thing happened we, and there was no one there and it was a hologram or it was this or it was that. And it's like, there's enough witnesses to be no, like, no, I saw the thing. <laughs> this is how you explain it. Yeah. You know the whole a million monkeys and a million typewriters? We gave yes. a few thousand monkeys, like a few thousand missiles. Like something was going to happen. But a few thousand of those in a building and then had a blanket in my head. <laughs> yeah it's, it's like the, it's like the one thing where anecdotal evidence actually does win the day because it's like fuck you i was there i saw yeah. it and it was just it was so weird after that because <laughs> like dc had that whole sniper thing that again because we're not new york or la it's just kind of forgotten I'm but, I'm cranking up right now that we're like coming back. I'm coming back to this pod with a vengeance with you, and we start off for ten minutes talking about one of the most depressing things in recent history. I mean, that <laughs> 2002 had to be the most dog shit year <laughs> of my life. Like my dad had just died. Mm. The entire like I dropped out of college to yeah. take over the locksmith business because my mom was like fucking catatonic and couldn't tell me if I had to or not. We were getting anthrax scares left and 
fucking right. Like, I cannot tell you, and believe me, I wasn't working that much. I cannot tell, because most people weren't like, oh, yeah, our locksmith is dead. But his 20-year-old son says he's doing it. You know, like, <laughs> Most of them were like, oh, we need the key files from your dad. And I'm like, what will happen after I give you those? And they just kind of <laughs> quit stare at me with dead shark eyes. I'm like, right. I will not be giving you those files. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, but, like, even the the scant number of jobs I was performing, you'd be amazed how many times it was like, okay, guys, uh, we found a white powder. Everyone needs to get the fuck out of the hotel for like an hour. <laughs> uh, like that happened repeatedly. And then there was the Beltway Sniper, which like at the time I was very brazen about. My mom was like, yeah, you can't really work. You might get shot and killed filling your car. And I was just like, meh, shit happens. And, <laughs> and now that's just the new normal. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just back... get shot and killed going to the fucking Barbie movie. Who cares? Oh, yeah. No, but back then, like, we, after uh, a few of those shootings, we put up sheets like Orthodox Jews would have sex oh, with them or something. <laughs> the steel sheet. Yeah. The traditional bulletproof sheet. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Like, that'll stop it. I'll put a sheet over the window. Yeah, exactly. Like my son, the locksmith. Plastic bags over the window to stop the sniper. Like at night, it would just be like they're shooting at shadow puppets, you know? Like (laughs) (laughs) fucking stopping anyone. Like you and Maria doing the home alone routine, (laughs) making it look like there's people to shoot in your house. Oh, man, that's funny. I, you know what it also occurs to me is that, like, you know, for a period of time where everyone was losing their shit over white powder and the amount of cokeheads there must be in D.C. working in the government, or just in general, like anyone who's a cokehead and they find white powder and evacuate an entire building because oh, you and your friends are partying. The worst thing is D.C. cokeheads aren't fun. Like, anyone in D.C. doing uppers is doing it in service of working more job hours, not because they want to stay out later. Like They're doing it in service of being a yuppie piece of shit, like Wolf of Wall Street, but not cool. Yeah, exactly. Fucking D.C. is just L.A. for ugly people. <laughs> oh, my God. It's L.A. for people with no sense of humor or style. <laughs> That's fun. Sounds great. Oh, it sounds like you live in the heart of Comedy Central. Oh, God. I I can I mean, see why you would never want to leave. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. You oh, should come I, up to Vermont. It's hilarious up here. I, <laughs> I, I, look, I went to Long Island over the weekend, and I just, I was like awash in waves of regret. Not because oh, I was okay. in Long Island, but because I was just thinking like, my God, because uh, what do they say, Molly? Like, the thing that determines your lot in life the most is where the hell you are born, geographically. It's like right? location, location, location. Yeah, like, if I am <laughs> born, like, somewhere in the Kalahari Desert, like, uh, I, my job will probably be Bushman. For the How do you get to Carnegie Hall, location, location, location? <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, how many people you're born in Long Island? It's like I don't know. Without traffic, maybe thirty-ish minute trek into mm-hmm. the city, and it's like all the dumb comedy shit I have done in D.C. through the years of people that don't give a fuck to do this professionally. It's like replace that with things done in New York City, and it kind of vexed me. Like between that and 
the amazing delis and the abundance of Italian or vaguely Italian puss, I was, uh, I enjoyed the place. I can see you fitting in like a round peg, you becoming like the Greek Seinfeld who just <laughs> leans into his New York side and just bangs loose Italian puss at the ice store. I'm getting yeah. Italian ices and I'm picking up France. Just like whatever, <laughs> because all the weird ethnicities like really get into the thought of like marrying into their kind at least some aspect of them you know what i mean like so and when you are that weird kind of that must like, be why every jewish man marries a shiksa or an asian yeah exactly they somehow punch <laughs> they out just can't it. wait to regroup <laughs> but like there are certain there are certain pockets of like Jewish girls that want a Jewish guy, like a Portuguese broad wants a Portuguese guy. I feel like that's so much of a parents thing, though. Isn't that embedded for my parents? It's like, Marty, I want you to make a nice Italian girl. I, but no, I I guess you're right. I mean, I would say that I, God, it's so fucking weird because I guess my type is just attractive because on one level, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I kind of like look, you know, I like that fucking, you know, Mediterranean look, and then people are like, "Yeah, what about that redhead you were really after?" I'm like, "Huh? Like, what about the Asian chick you were checking out? Huh? And the black chick? I'm like, okay, I like pussy. Fuck off. <laughs> look, if you're gonna hold my love of tits against me, <laughs> I'm gonna be through having this ethnically stereotypical conversation with you." <laughs> I just, oh god I just, how great would that be though you go to Long Island you fucking pick up maybe 15 words <laughs> six different languages and then you're just like yeah uh, I am the Italian boy you've always been looking for I have like six forged IDs it would be such a great gig like, yeah, I can I... literally see you being like the catch me if you catch me if you can of pussy where it's just like you have all these different identities of different ethnicities <laughs> Because you're like hairy and very and like nebulously, yeah. you know, Europe, Eastern European looking. So it's like, is he Greek? Is he Jewish? Is he Italian? Exactly. Who knows? <laughs> but he can change Leo. my locks. Yeah. I could be the Leo DiCaprio banging fucking Nassau County sixes. <laughs> this sounds like a, a you porn subcategory waiting to happen of just John does Long Island, and it's like, did someone order a locksmith? I have you. What are what are they called? The the records, your key molds or something? Uh, yeah, you're you're pinning. I call them pinning codes. You're pinning. I have code, your pinning codes right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's six point five. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. But yeah, but, uh, I was up on Long Island, drove up because my uh, my girlfriend, my gal, had uh, mm-hmm. her besties having a baby shower up there. And I guess at some point, I was like, yeah, fuck it. I've actually never been to Long Island. I'd like to check it out. I've gone to New York City at this point like dozens of times. So I was like, fuck it. Let me see this place. And uh, You're like, I want to see where everyone's parents I want to see Frank and Estelle Costanza. Take me to the Sherwood Diner where it all began. (laughs) Are there like 30 plus diners in the goddamn greater tri-state area that lays some claim to Seinfeld? Like I, they all have some sort of plaque that are like, this is where Seinfeld is conceived. This will be the, you know, inspiration for Monk's Diner or whatever the fuck. Right, right. 
Well, they even had that diner in the first episode. I think it wasn't the same diner. I don't know if it was on the lot or if it was a place in Long Island. So Long Island. Long Island. <laughs> so if there is a place that, you know, has that claim of like, this is where it all began. This was the first diner in Seinfeld when Jason Alexander still had some hair on the top of his head. Oh, God. Oh, those season one Jason Alexanders were just terrible, where he's just doing a Woody Allen instead of a Larry David. Well, you know. Yeah, he had that one awkward little tuft on the top of his forehead that you don't know what to do with. Yeah, like like a, a, the three little curls on top of Homer's head, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, he settled into the groove. He did a good job. And, yeah. and to be fair, Larry David are, is are we very really Woody Allen-ish. You know, you know, Seinfeld got okay by the end. <laughs> you know, Seinfeld was actually a pretty good show in retrospect. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's underappreciated and never talked about. <laughs> Seinfeld. It's only everyone's Jewish identity who like was too young for Woody Allen. But if you were like a 90s kid, then that was your Jewish education. You'd be like, I'm not like, you know, Jewish. I'm Seinfeld Jewish. (laughs) I don't know why I did that groaning noise because you couldn't see me doing the the (laughs) rocking back and forth that they do when they read the thing. That was you coming through a sheet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to say all this. I'm Jewish. Uh, yeah. Before and I can gets because mad. I'm a horrible person. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Ah, uh, man. But yeah, so you had a fun time traipsing around Long Island, feeling the regrets of not living in Long Island. I did. Which I... is a set of regrets very few people have. Most people have regrets from living in yeah, <laughs> having not left it sooner. Yeah. But it, it, compared to where I grew up, a, a very, very, like, wonderbred white kind of suburban environment. Like, you know, at least you could tell that these were older buildings and settlements. It was very towny. You could walk to things. There were shops, you know, shit like Settlements. That. Settlements. Pilgrims were about You there. know, when the Jews came to Long Island with the settler mindset. <laughs> and they gave matzo to the Native Americans for their property. They handed out matzos to the Italians and set up yurts outside the diners. <laughs> Oh shit! No, I. Uh, it, it was just it. It was more fun than the place I'm from. I'll put it that way. And of course, mm. the fucking delis were amazing. And of course, me being me, the instant I dropped off my girlfriend at her thing, I was just like, I am going to do some time on a treadmill, and then I'm doing a deli to ruin what I just did on the treadmill. <laughs> and uh, I found this place called uh, Dominic's Italian American Deli that is apparently known throughout Long Island. For its chicken fingers, which are cut like clam strips, basically. Oh, my God. And they get the breading to stick to the chicken finger by rolling it in honey mustard as opposed to egg and milk. (laughs) And at first, I was like, who gives a shit? It's a chicken finger. And I got a sub of chicken fingers. (laughs) And I basically had sex with half of it while I was eating the other half. Like, that's how <laughs> fucking good this thing is. I was just going to say, when you describe this whole scenario, it's like, the ah, uh, yes, the middle-aged man, like, affair 
with the sandwich of there. Yeah, it's like I was getting a, a fucking tunnel bunny. <laughs> yeah, I'm sneak. I'm dropping my girl off with her friends, and then I'm sneaking off the fucking sandwich yeah. for the afternoon. <laughs> She'll never know. Is that honey mustard on your deck? No. Marge, I want to be alone at the sandwich. <laughs> Are you gonna fuck it? Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Homer, please, goes out for condoms. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's a great image. So, I mean, yeah, you, you the cuisine alone won you over. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I mean, and it was just was so this fun. famous original Dominix or original <laughs> famous Dominic's? This was Dom's original, original famous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it was so great because then I was later hanging out with my girl, her bestie, and the bestie's parents, and they're like, oh, what'd you do? And I was like, oh, I found this place, like, Dominic's, I ate some chicken fingers, and they were just like, how do you find out about all these places? And I'm like, I go to Reddit, the same place I get my video game discounts and my pornography. Like, I, I go to Reddit and I look at pictures of women naked eating chicken fingers so much. <laughs> Very specific subreddit. Reddit got a while. Yeah. And uh, apparently, so then they start elaborating upon this place and they're like, they do 60 grand in chicken fingers for the Super Bowl alone. And I'm like, okay, get the fuck out of there. But then I was like, all right, I am going to treat myself to a catering tray of these things and bring them home like a conquering hero. And Molly, I walked in and this place was just racks on racks on racks of chicken fingers at a shit you not like 9 30 in the morning and people were coming in wordlessly grabbing like big fucking tins of these things shelling out 80 bucks and then walking the fuck out the door i was like holy fuck they really do 60 goddamn thousand dollars worth of business just All a holocaust things. of chicken meat and people I, shuffling in zombie i have said that so many times i am like if <laughs> anytime i'm eating right i am chicken hitler basically like, <laughs> I, like i am crushing these things oh my god you're like well according to phrenology their brains aren't as big as <laughs> They really can't feel anything. <laughs> They're thick skins and feathers. Uh, uh, They're bred for this. Yeah. They're bred um, in. <laughs> my chomp. <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, that's good. That's fun. I mean, my first thought is like, if it's a a thing you're sneaking off to do like it's a sex act and then you're talking to this woman's parents about the chicken fingers I was wondering like did the dad look up immediately and be like I know that (laughs) (laughs) I know that am I up to news afterwards there's a look uh, behind it there's a Chinese place you mean a rubber (laughs) tug no a Chinese food place I get one and I dip it in the other. The order depending on my mood. Uh, that egg drop soon makes my eggs drop. <laughs> Sometimes I take the egg roll and I put it in the Italian bread. Is this a metaphor? I don't even know anymore. Oh my god. Yeah. That's fun. So did cases all have fun at the baby shower? I don't. I mean, look. 
on one he hand. He is... to beam in his sandwich while she's sitting with her friends holding a baby clothes going, Aww. Yeah. Like, on one hand, is she happy for her friend? Of course. On the other hand, this woman who fucking lives and breathes wanting to get knocked up with a, you know, currently empty womb. Was she having a blast? I don't fucking know. Mm. I guess. I, she's more selfless than me. Like, if you invited, if I had a friend invite me to their, like, you know, taping of a 30 for Comedy Central, I'd I'd be clapping through gritted teeth. <laughs> like, uh, I get yeah. it. No, that's, that's basically those are the, the different goals in life for the two people in this current <laughs> apartment. One of them wants a, a 30 on Comedy Central, the other one's bun in the oven. One of these is infinitely more achievable. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but I mean, both could ruin your life depending on how it turns out. <laughs> you know, you have a baby, it's a miserable experience, or you go on Comedy Central and say something deeply problematic and ruin your career before it starts. Mm, I'd love to have a career to ruin my life. You'd like, I'd love that. I'd love to be the main character of Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it is these days. Yeah. Even for a shit reason. Yeah, John Pompa Giorgio batters a baby in any mustard and eats it on Netflix special. That is a long hashtag. Preppy <laughs> <laughs> is the soul of wit, Molly. Come on. I think that was a hashtag. <laughs> that hashtag would be baby batter. Baby batter. Yeah. Oh god. What the fuck you been up to, man? What's oh, I uh, I've just been writing. I've been sitting up here. I've uh, been uh What's that I've like? What's it like to have focus? It's it's not it's awful. Focus. What are you talking about? I'm um I thought I I thought that working with people on screenplays would expedite the process and all I'm realizing is that it's a fucking nightmare, and I don't want to write with anyone ever again. Actually, it's not a nightmare. It's actually going quite well in one regard, and in the other regard, um, it's my mom, so I feel like doing anything with her has the potential to just be a Freudian nightmare. Um, yeah. But... Um, well, all the you writing know, you're doing... well. You just write a lot because I know you're doing something with your mom. You're doing something with a friend. I handed in the first draft for the thing with mom. They read the wrong draft. She got even more like and less inclined to even work on anything. But I think she had a conversation with the studio lady today. So there's no pressure on me. I was like, look, I'm not like as long as no one's like your loser daughter's really fucking this up. It's like, I don't care. I've written three fucking drafts of this script already. And, you know, whatever. Um, And the other thing I'm working on with my buddy is fun, but it's just hard to coordinate schedules. And, like, writing... When you're one of those assholes who's like, writing is my therapy, and then all of a sudden it becomes, like, you know, something that you're doing with other people and you're beholden to them, it fucks with your mental health in a serious way. Um, because even just like wanting to do it consistently or compulsively, it's like, now I got to wait. No, I can't do this. No, you don't want me to show anything or like, you just feel like you're completely handcuffed. So 
I've just been writing something else for the fuck of it. So I'm basically working on three scripts and neither of them are like done in any sense that makes me feel relieved. Um, but I'm happy that I'm not like, I don't know. Part of me is like, you fucking spoiled bitch. You should just be happy you have a job. But it's also like, I have a job that they don't, it doesn't actually pay that much. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's better when you're locksmithing or waitressing and you have something consistent because it's like, you know, I don't know. It's a gig economy now, even if you do get something where it's like, oh, you made 22 grand last year. Look at you. Like, I, that sucks. <laughs> You're a loser. It, it's so hard to like strike a balance in life. Cause I mean, you know, don't cry for me when I tell you this, like my locksmithing lately has been insanely profitable but like it has now become a full-time job right. like full-time plus you know like I'm basically working eight-ish hours and then I'm going home and I'm invoicing and I'm researching parts and right. shit yeah. like that and putting in bids and it's like and sometimes you know I'm a locksmith I sometimes even get like after hours lockout calls or mm. weekend calls and shit yeah and I don't want to be that creative now a lot right. of the time because I mean like working with you is so fucking fun because I'm not trying to throw other people I might not be working with anymore under the bus. But it's like, look, when the money side of things is taken care of at the moment, you're like, okay, uh, especially doing this in DC, maybe it's not going to pan out <laughs> so much, mm -hmm. but like it needs to be fun in the immediate and done with amazing people. And I lost my train of thought, but I just want to say how much I appreciate you. <laughs> You're just it. saying that I'm amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> and, and you love doing things. With... No, I was just kidding. Yeah, no, no. Um... Basically, that's it. I, I kind <laughs> of, I was like, how much of me losing my urge to do this is just, I'm not doing it with the right people anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? That's a big part of it, too, where it's like finding the right people to do it with and I think that you know to be fair to mom she's a genius but she just doesn't like to work with the people she wants to do everything herself so it's like because it's me maybe it's less annoying but it's still like the most annoying situation for her to just not be doing be it by so herself well. or have completely complete control or just take as long as she wants to do whatever um and um that's her that's her luxury and her privilege because she is who she is but I'm just riddled with anxiety because I don't have that privilege so I'm just like I'm fucking this up I'm fucking this up but even if, when I knock myself out she doesn't want me to show anything or she wants to change everything or it's like it's it's twice as much work to get half as far um so that's been that and then just kids and um my kids are, I've been teaching this puppet class at their school. It's like a short course in puppet building. And oh, and here I, I was the money wasn't coming in. No, I, that's not a paying thing. It's just time consuming. <laughs> I thought I would try to like mix myself into the community. And, and really that hasn't done it either. Um, the I classic just, felt maneuver. Yeah. yeah I, it's been a learning experience. I've learned that kids are really annoying. Yeah, and um, learn that kids hate puppets and want their phone. <laughs> I've learned that they want you to do all the work and they just like gluing things on at the end. So it's like, that's basically how it is with kids. It's like, if you're cool with like, 
I stayed up all night and I made your float for the blah 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 and they're like I want to glue this on and then do something and I'm ruin putting it glue you know what I mean? yeah. fucking idiot <laughs> Oh, I drew her pupils on in the wrong place and then I tried to cover it with this and you're just like, why did you touch it? You become that parent who's like, don't touch it! Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I, I, can, I if, too hard on this for you to ruin it. If, uh, if the gal ultimately has a kid, I can see us being two very, very different styles of parents where it's like, uh, you know, our kid has a project due in the morning and they haven't done it and I'm just like, and? And they're gonna <laughs> get like to learn. <laughs> yeah, and she would be sweating and doing it with them at the eleventh hour. And I'd be like, right. uh, "This looks exhausting. I need to sleep." Bye. Right. And yeah, Rosie's Rosie's fun, but she's just fucking crazy. Because like, you know, I'll be sitting there playing with her. She'll be like, "Playing with me." It's like I am fucking playing with you. Like she won't let Jason do anything. She just screams at him all the time. It's like. He'll be like, I love you. Do you love me? And she's just like, no, I love mommy. Like, you know, if I'm talking to anyone else, she gets mad. If I'm talking to him, she gets mad. If we hug, she tries to break us up. Like, it's... Damn. Yeah. Kelly can be as envious as she she wants, you know, because, like, your friends who don't have kids, if you're a woman, are very, like, quietly resentful and passive-aggressive if they wanted kids and don't have them and make comments about how you're raising your kids or how you're lucky to have a family or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and then you think, like, you fucking wouldn't last two weeks at this gig, you selfish, drunken cunt. <laughs> like, you don't have what it takes to be drunk mom. <laughs> You're just, you know. You're drunk, drunk without the mom, okay? Yeah, exactly. Look, some of us can hack it and you can't. <laughs> you ain't got the chops, kid. You don't know how to make a man miserable in the right way where he stays. <laughs> <laughs> And it's called a once a year good blowjob. Uh, yeah. A once a year good blowjob? No, I'm a, I'm a half and half. <laughs> I'm a nightly half and half. <laughs> a medium one, nightly. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. It's oh, this weekend. Shit. That's what we got going on up here. I'm sure your listeners were waiting with bated breath to hear about all my antics in South Burlington. Hey, look, again, it's a fucking, it's a city. That's mm-hmm. inherently, it's going to have something going on. And making puppets out of the norm. I'm listening. We up and coming, South Burlington. I think yeah. there's already like a a kooky vibe here it's like it's like hippies and trannies and fentanyl addicts and we're having a grand old time oh i like seeing where that venn diagram intersects (laughs) (laughs) it's college students yeah that's it that's the center of all three it's also a lot of people my age who seem like they've aimlessly sort of given up on whatever it was they were trying to do and now aren't quite sure, but fuck it, we're all here and growing tomatoes and smoking weed. Oh, God. I mean, I need to be up there by Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> People with dead dreams, count me in. Right? Oh, <sighs> um, yeah. Yes. Call it an eve and record another one of these in a few days because this was lovely and it was quick. It was beautiful. This was. It was a real get in, get out. Do you want to? The get in, get out. <laughs> 
Do you want to shout out any more of your friends so they don't get disgruntled? Uh, no, because they'll let me know. Sarah Chambers. Kiss the love of Sarah. Sarah Chambers is in the parking lot and she looks disgruntled. <laughs> I, okay, before I forget, this is, I don't care if this derails the entire momentum of the episode. I, I really don't because all six of my listeners, they all got their shout outs. They can go to hell. Um, <laughs> the, in that one King of the Hill with Wichita Falls, mm-hmm. where Bobby and Hank visit the propane dealership there, mm-hmm. and there's Jeff and Jeff Jr. Jeff yeah. Jr. says, Jeff, get out here. And Jeff is pulling up his pants, and he's like, I wasn't finished with my yeah. pants. Are we to infer that Jeff was beating his meat in the back or yeah. just sleeping? Okay, that's what I thought. That's like, what I always thought. But I mean, I me have too. a filthy mind, but I'm pretty sure that that's what it was. Yeah, because I like when me... they start singing the Sooners. Go Sooners! Just dueling stupid. You South Texas pig jockeys. How about them cowboys? Waking me up from my nap to say, how about them cowboys? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure because I, yeah, that is maybe one of the only things in King of the Hill that didn't 100% land for me. Always assumed that Jeff was beating his meat because certainly I have... <laughs> back Napped when I lived in home. similar fashion. <laughs> yeah, I would just be like... Hey, mom, uh, I'm going to go nap, shut the door, and then 20 minutes later, walk out, you know, obscured handful of tissues, thrown into the <laughs> toilet, flushed, and then gone for the actual nap with the door open. And she oh my God. like, what the fuck was this about? <laughs> At Hopefully least it she... wasn't like a goddammit Maria. I wasn't finished with my nap yet. <laughs> yeah, at, least she, at least she didn't scream. <laughs> go sooner, Daddy, after I did. <laughs> <sighs> all right my dear we shall record nice. next week we're just gonna do the audio again it's just simple. god damn it I'll it's better this way it is yeah all right till the right. next one thank you for having me oh always, always a pleasure <laughs> your show as much as mine goodbye bye <laughs>